Welcome to the Sheerlux Highlights podcast. This week, the podcast is brought to you in partnership with 8-Hour Cream Skin Protection by Elizabeth Arden. I'm Charlotte Collins, and with me today is Astrid Carter, Lou Huff, and a very special guest, Antonia O'Brien. Antonia, you've worked across fashion and broadcasting for years. You've hosted for E, for the BAFTAs, for This Morning. This goes on really, doesn't it? Oh, it always sounds really nice hearing it back. I'm like, gosh, I actually have, I have had some really fun jobs. Yes, I've worked in fashion, I think for now about 10 years. George was telling me you started at my wardrobe. Yes, I did. My first job, I was so, so lucky. My first job out of university um, was at mywardrobe.com, which is now gone. So to those listening, it was an online retailer, um, multi-brand, and I was lucky enough to style and present their online TV. That's the dream. It was the dream. And, you know, even now. I loved my wardrobe. Yeah, I loved my wardrobe as well. You know, there's lots of kind of payday treat prices. So you wouldn't get too lost and out of your budget, but you might be able to save up and be like, okay, J Brands, I can afford them maybe at the end of the month. And they always did such amazing content the way it was always presented. I remember always kind of printing out my emails and putting it in my inspiration. It's before Instagram and Twitter was quite small then. And, you know, it was just this. Content wasn't what it is now. Mm. Uh, so we look back and we are so proud because yeah. by no means yeah. do we feel like we started fashion and video content at all. But there's now so much. Whereas then it was really it's before kind of Meta Porter and ASOS did anything mm. like that. So we did feel quite new. Yeah, it was it. very definitely very modern thinking, I think, for mm. a retailer. Well, from there to here, lovely to have you with us today. We always start our podcast by talking about TV, film, what we've been watching and listening to. You just mentioned that you've seen The Shape of Water this weekend. Yes. What did you think? I saw The Shape of Water on Saturday night. It felt like such a date night, because on Saturdays, everyone seems to be on a date. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I, oh, I went into it with so such high expectations. Mm. It's up for Best Picture. And every year with the Oscars, my husband and I make a point of seeing every film that's up for Best Picture. So it was our penultimate. We now just need to see Lady Bird, which I am so looking forward Me to. Seeing. That's so, so good. I've heard oh. that's the best film. People and Saoirse Ronan, I'm just loving following her she's and what great. she's wearing yeah, on yeah. all of these late night talk shows and just watching her. There's something about an Irish lead woman in this huge indie film Mm. that I feel very proud that she's kind of, you know, such a small budget. Greta Gerwig being the director. It's such an exciting, exciting year. But I don't think they ever realised it was going to get as big as it. No, that's what they keep saying. Yeah, when you see them in that conversation, like Timothée Chalamet was on one of the late night shows and he's like, you know what, I did two small budget indies and now I'm up for best actor in the leading role. I cannot believe the kind of year I've had. The Shape of Water, I wanted to love it more. I didn't really love it. I've read a lot since I've seen it and, you know, I do think it's such a strong story and it's such a magical, fantastical idea. A mute woman falls in love with a um, kind of sea creature, but it just kind of, it didn't leave me cold. <laughs> Sorry, it can I just say Lou's face? <laughs> I didn't know the premise of the storyline. Mm. That sounds really that weird. That makes it sound very strange. But yeah, it's, um, it made me really laugh reading an article this morning, and it's like, mute woman falls in love with hot, sexy fish monster. <laughs> yeah. That kind of is what it it's is. It's like Beauty yeah. and the premise. She, right? yes. yeah. she is incredible in it. Because you loved like, it, actually, didn't you? I did love it, and I didn't think I would like something like that, because... As we said, it does sound quite strange. Yeah. But then at the weekend, this weekend, I went to see three billboards. I know oh. I'm like the last person oh, on earth to see three no billboards. Idea, to see it. Holy shit, that yeah. film is incredible. Mm-hmm. Isn't Frances McDormand in- amazing? Yeah, that she, the incredible. acting in that movie yeah. is That is unreal. one of the best films I've ever mm-hmm. seen. I was like, I get quite fidgety in the cinema and I can't quite easily mm-hmm. get distracted. I was literally glued to that screen and I could have happily like yeah. watched 
for another hour. Yeah, my boyfriend's the only way can that never happen. <laughs> That's good news. For me, the sign that I've really enjoyed a film is when it stays with me, when for a couple of days, a week later, I'm still thinking about yeah. it, and three billboards really stay with me. Yeah. I mean, it's just mm. the most, it's everyone's worst nightmare, what her character goes through, and it's done with such black, black humour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you're laughing at the most inappropriate, yes. yeah. awful, god-awful jokes. So true. It's, but it's fantastic. It takes you to so many extremes yeah. of emotion, mm-hmm. doesn't it? It's funny and then it's, you know, heartbreakingly sad. so many people, I mentioned I was going to see it at the weekend, and so many people were like, Astrid, you're going to love it. And I did love it, but you kind of feel weird about saying you love it because it's so sad and so dark and it's so raw and real, film, but it? it's just incredible. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, is. I really hope yeah. that wins. Really so, that. okay, you've seen them all apart from Lady Bird then, yes. which, should, which should win the best Oscar then. I think, I do think Three Billboards is such, I don't know, it's just such a brilliant story. And she's such a maverick. Yeah, she is. That, yeah. She, you know, she's, so she's the most amazing actress. <laughs> and she's also just such a badass on the yeah, red carpet. Yeah. And, you know, when she accepts an award, inevitably there's a hashtag me too, everyone's wearing black on the red carpet. She's like, sorry guys. I know. And she's in like a pink, orange and red African mm-hmm. print dress. Um, <laughs> I think that was amazing. Oh God, I can't remember. Is um, Call Me By Your Name after one? I can't remember. You saw that, Lou, and didn't yeah, watch, did you? I, I only that. got halfway through it and I thought it was really beautifully filmed. Yeah. The soundtrack is amazing. I actually downloaded that and that's my favourite community soundtrack. It's oh really my good. God, Safian Stevens. Yeah, amazing. Um, but I found it a little bit slow. So I want to watch the end of it because mm. um, I know it's had such high praise, but it just didn't really get me. Mm. My gosh, you need to see it through yeah. to the end. I think it, everyone has, it's resonated with, well, I want to say everyone, you weren't sure. Yeah. But we have most people, it has resonated with most because everyone's fallen in love with someone and whether it's requited or unrequited, that kind of palpable infatuation, it comes across so well. Yeah. He does it so, so well and it just really makes you feel what he's feeling. Well, we actually wrote a list last week uh, just in time for Valentine's Day where everybody in the team contributed their favourite romantic film of all time. Did you guys make the cut? Mine, Mine did. did. Mine's in there. What was yours? Mine was Amelie. I just think if you're looking for something really romantic, like just go French. Yeah, go charming. So yeah, no, I love that film. Great mm, one. She's so adorable yeah, she as is. well. And it's so like, I think, how long ago was that come yeah, out? Yeah, forever. Ages well, ago. I did it for my A level French, so. It was a long time <laughs> ago. <laughs> I'd say it's 15 years. I was about to say it was definitely years, yeah. at school. Yeah. Sure. Lou, what was, what was your Mine one? was a little bit more cheesy. It was The Notebook. I can't watch that and not cry my yeah. eyes out. You know, when you watch a film that's like that sad, you just, and then you watch it again, you just want to be able to watch it for the first time. Yeah. I know. I, that, still, that's, I still get that feeling every time I watch the Im- it. But the impact of the end is just yeah. sad. Yeah. yeah. And it's reliably sad. You know, when yeah. either you're on your period yeah. and you just really feel <laughs> irritated. You don't need, you need to cry. cry. Yeah. You're like, I know, I'm just going to put on The Notebook. That's yeah. a good point, I often feel like sometimes I yeah. need a good cry. Yeah, I need something to really just tip me over the edge and the notebook. On goes the notebook. Exactly. That is like <laughs> sobbing. Well, yeah. mine was Shakespeare in Love, which for me was like I saw it when I was twelve, and it was like the the first kind of really like heartbreaking romantic film I'd ever seen, and that will always stay with I me. I just can't mm-hmm. hear Shakespeare in Love without thinking of scary movie when they go Shakespeare in Love. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> can't say it does that to me. That's that's always, sure. I always hear it like that in my head. Yeah, of course. Oh, good. Okay. I just remember that very, very last scene where Viola is um, on a deserted beach and my sister was so distraught and devastated that her boyfriend at the time was like, no, they're going to meet each other. Just the other side. (laughs) He's there. This isn't the end of them. Sorry, spoiler alert. But if you (laughs) haven't seen it, then go back to 1998 and you need to watch it again. Great movie. You know what? I've had a look at this and my choice did make the cut. Go on, what was yours? When Harry met Sally. That's what I watched. If you haven't seen it, or if you do want to revisit the 80s classic, <laughs> it's on Netflix. Is it? Yes. Oh, that's good. Yes. And I watched it the other week, and 
I love, 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 love that film. That is, a, it is a great. Meg Ryan is amazing in those films. Yeah, she? she's so wonderfully smart and neurotic, and you know, just so opinionated and so sure about what she wants from love and what works and what doesn't. And I, while well, I was listening to this, do you guys listen to This American Life? Yes. There was a really great episode before Valentine's Day where they talked all about the rom com. When Harry met Sally, it's just such a different rom-com because yes. they're friends and they're, mm. you know, each other's confidants and best mates and they have so much fun together. There's not the meet cute because yeah, it's like so a, t- a decade of meet cutes. And then at the end with New Year's Eve. Yeah, oh, classic. My husband hadn't seen it and I got to the end. I was like, what did you think? He's like, it was all right. Oh, it's no. the worst when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's the worst. It's so much more than all right. Come on, buddy. Billy yeah. Crystal. Yeah, maybe it's romantic really lead. Yeah, yeah, I know. So I think, that was mine. I think we also need to give a special mention to Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, that oh, is it's such a beautiful film. That that scene around the fish tank. Yeah, the music, Desiree. everything, so good. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Leonardo DiCaprio. My God, yeah. he is both so beautiful and so young. Yeah, yeah. he's so hot. Baby face. He looks yeah. like he's about forty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of movies, Antonia, you actually have your own podcast, don't you, called Admit One with Antonia O'Brien, and you speak to people all about their favourite films, right? I do. I um, Gosh, it's been such a fun project. So we've done, we've wrapped up the first series last year, a bit of a while ago now, and uh, it's talking to people from across the arts, so who've I had? Uh, Sarah Cox, Cherry Healy, Claire Balding, James King, the film critic, and like there's some boys in there as well, mm-hmm. and it's talking to people about their three favourite films but maybe not the three films that they think are the best ever made. So, you know, Sarah Cox saying she loves watching Elf, not just at Christmas, <laughs> all year round, because she loves watching it with her kids. Claire Balding loves Love Actually. I love Claire Balding. Uh, so, yeah, it's worth tuning into, because if you like storytelling, that's what's so great about films, is on people talking about their love of a film, inevitably it reminds them of a time of their Definitely. life, whether it's their first date with their husband or a film they watch when they're actually just feeling quite low and it picks them up. So it's it's all about kind of the power of films and how they can make you feel. And I love that. I think I need to catch up on it, actually. <laughs> what, what would yours be? I am going to choose Little Miss Sunshine because it's... Oh, I love... It's so good. It I love so good. a dysfunctional family. It's full of kind of love and disappointment. And, oh, it's so good. If you haven't seen it, please watch it. It makes me raw laughing, but it's also just a gorgeous film. Mm. Have you seen The Way, Way Back as well? <gasps> that's such a good oh, film. Oh, my God, it's so good. No, yeah, add on to the list of films it's, I need to watch immediately. Add it. It's, it's really good. It's Little Miss Sunshine. It's that same kind of like aesthetic and yeah. humour and it's like about it's about a family who moved to a small town in the summer and there's a, a water park that's just opened there and I mean nothing really happens I feel like I've seen this oh it's so really good. good it's with what's the name of the guy from um, Three Billboards yeah. Sam, oh, Sam Sam Rockwell Sam yeah. Rockwell yeah. Yeah, yeah he's in it it's really really good he's way way back yeah he is amazing because he's really quite a comedy actor yeah yeah, yeah. I mean exactly. there is comedy in he's that. really yeah. funny he's, he's funny yeah. in that one I've just thought of it's not my I wouldn't say it's my favourite film but the film of my childhood is My Girl oh I love that that's kind of so tragic. Yeah, it, it is really tragic, but so much of my childhood, when I think back, is re- kind of reflective of that. I remember looking at her style, thinking she had, I remember she was wearing this khaki shirt and jeans, thinking that was such a cool look. And I always wanted tassels on my bike. Yeah. Was and did you wear a mood ring? No, I never got a mood ring, but I've never I seen this film, and I feel like you all know it really well. Ring. Oh, it's such a good Macaulay Culkin. Oh, I've never seen it. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd. Don't watch I've watched a bit of it quite recently, actually. But emotionally, I can handle it. Yeah, it's yeah. it is really sad. It's um, quite like dark for yeah. a child, like a child. Okay. Yeah, children. basically, she grows up in a funeral. Her family run a funeral parlour, mm-hmm. so she's kind of always grown up with death and kind of 
internally very affected by what death is and, and really kind of comes out in her actions and her emotions and it's kind of about dealing with that and Ooh. also becoming you know, turning 13 and having your period and okay. having these feelings but no I'm talking about it's very dark I was, loved say, yeah. I was eight. very depressing but um it's a really lovely story yeah you know you could just think of it as what film have you watched the most because that's probably a reflection oh, of God. how much yeah. you love it I don't yeah. think I can confess that Mean Girls and Parent Trap are my favorites <laughs> though Mean Girls, mean Girls has come up. I love a bit of Mean Astros. Girls. My favourite ever film is Buffalo 66. Well, I've never seen that. It's, it's a Vincent Gallo film. He, like, he stars in it, produced it, directed it. Really beautiful. It's got Christina Ricci in it. Um, it's kind of like a modern love story. It's great. Well, I'm going to have to go with Mean Girls. That's my I do love Mean Girls. Definitely yeah. top five. Yeah. I feel like it was cultural. And like the most comforting thing film for me is Sound of Music. Because when I was little. Comforting? Oh like, my God, oh it's my an God. emotional rollercoaster. I know, but whenever I was sick, like from school or something, when I was little, I would always watch Sound of Music. Oh my God. So I, can't, I can't cope with Sound of Music. From romantic movies to the end of a relationship, we wrote a piece on should you keep gifts from an ex? Because from photos to jewellery, we wanted to know how appropriate it was to hang on to those things from old loves. Anyone? What are your thoughts? I am very binary with this. Been it. Always. Really? I, I, yeah, I read the article and uh, I can see the other side, how if it didn't end badly, why do you need to be so dramatic? But I just feel like an everyday reminder of a previous love is just not necessary. Okay. That's my piece. Astrid? I think if it's something really sentimental or like very romantic, you have to kind of question yourself why you're keeping them. Mm -hmm. Like, are you kind of holding on to something from the past? But I mean, I have things that ex-boyfriends have bought me that are just kind of, they were just gifts, like a birthday gift or a Christmas yeah, gift. Yeah. And I absolutely hold on to them. And I don't like look at them and think of that person. Mm. Like if They're I just think, you have. if someone asked me, oh, I like your dress or something, where's it from? Then I would, that would be the only reason I would think back to sure. it. But you know, but what associated. And what about sentimental things? Like little notes and things yeah. like that. Cards. I actually have no, I have like a box of cards not just from boyfriends but mm. like from friends and just like photos from school mm -hmm. and stuff like that I think it's fun like to look back like whenever I move house I always come across these things again mm. and I don't look back at it in a negative way it's just funny so I think my only reservation I kind of I'm with you and I keep a lot of stuff but my reservation would be if I found that my boyfriend had kept stuff from an ex I would not be okay with that so I don't think I could have a double standard about it yeah I mean I do it is a weird one because now I've said that I'm so binary, I actually do have <laughs> confession time. Confession time. But when I think about my first one, it's when I think about my crushes as a teenager. Mm -hmm. Then I would bin all notes, and I remember I really fancied this boy, and every day he bought me a Kinder egg. Oh, so I had, dream! Can't believe I can't believe I'm actually saying this out loud <laughs> to anyone other than those who I went to school with. But I had tens and tens of these Kinder egg toys. <laughs> And then, That's so cute. And then he started fancying someone else. Oh, no. Which, when you're 14 and mm. your hormones are out of control and you think you're in love, <laughs> I had to bin everything. That's really sad because that would have been a really good story had you ended up together. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, it is very cute. And I did have a big collection of Kindred. <laughs> um, that is so cute. But in real life, in my adult life, no, I do still have like you know a lovely hat and I don't look at it and think oh god the past yeah, yeah. I think oh it's a nice hat but I don't want to wear it today yeah I think the possessions thing is different to kind of you know, sentimental notes. right mm. I agree this article said that if you were to find that your loved one had been keeping sentimental things from an ex that you should be thankful that you're with a loving person who has loving relationships I think that's quite idealistic I'm not sure I would feel that's thankful. easier said than done yeah. isn't it yeah. I'm not sure about that yeah, it takes a strong woman to be like, you know what, I accept that you feel very affectionate towards your mm. ex, but you don't love her still. Yeah, I'm not sure I, I I'm why do you have this still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's more my game too. From romance to e-cigarettes, 
bit of a tenuous link there. <laughs> but we wrote a piece on whether they're actually that bad for you because there's a lot of myth around the e-cigarette now. How does everybody feel about them? I initially thought they were really bad for you and because they haven't been around that long, you don't, don't know what they could cause in the future. But this new study says that they're actually 95% less harmful than regular cigarettes, which I mean, is quite amazing. Yeah, that is quite a big... If you're a big smoker and mm. you swap to an e-cigarette, that is a huge thing. Yeah, that is true. How do you guys feel when you walk into a cloud of oh. e-cigarette smoke? Because I have to say, that's a, new, that's a 2018 pet peeve. It drives me mental, and there's such a huge vaping culture, mm. and all of these vape shops... I know, what's I that about? Like a vape everywhere. shop is the new kind of crap souvenir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Starbucks so, you know, sometimes there will be a vape lounge next yeah. to a vape shop, and I'm like... You know, quite clearly there is demand for, mm. but really, so many outlets to go and buy all of your different cartridges. Um, I hate, hate walking into a cloud of, you know, tiramisu. <laughs> yeah, it's the flavoured stuff. It's you the sort flavor. of find yourself sniffing. Oh, no. I was such frank what was that? It's disgusting. I would much rather walk into a cigarette cloud. I think. Yeah. But also, there's so much smoke. I know it's not as like smoky as a cigarette. No, it mm. is. But it's like it's yeah. like a smoke machine. It's like yeah, a shisha. Yeah, it's like shisha. That's yeah. I'll be out and think it's shisha, and it's not. It's yeah. like seven thirty in the morning, and somebody's doing it on the train yeah. or in a restaurant. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because they're not actually like proper cigarettes. Yeah. People think it's fine to do it anyway. Yes, yeah. and also which is actually stop with friends of mine who use e-cigarettes or vapes. They can do it inside. They can do it outside. Meaning they are actually kind of smoking the whole yeah. time. Yeah. That's yeah. what. There's no limit. Of course, you can't do it in restaurants. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, yeah. a lot yeah. of places. But I mean, I think it's almost not encouraging people to, but it's facilitating. They don't yes. have to stop because it's like. It's fine. That's exactly what one of our colleagues said, who yeah. smokes quite regularly. We suggested that she switch to her e-cigarettes, and she said exactly that: that she has her cigarette at her set times because she yeah. has to go outside to have them. Whereas if she had a vape, it yeah. would just be yeah. constant. Yeah, yeah. and it finishes true. at a certain point, so that's the end of it. Yes, yeah. this might be controversial to say, but they just don't look <laughs> nice, do they? Like I know it's terrible, but let's be honest: a cigarette she Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, in a, you know, a roadside cafe. Um, disclaimer: I am not promoting smoking, <laughs> no, but they just. You're not going to see someone in a photo no. shoot having an no. e-cigarette, yeah. are you? Or like sitting in Paris, no. like on the side. Yeah. Faye Dunaway would not have looked so good as Bonnie and Clyde with a <laughs> Exactly, yeah. exactly. Sorry, I just got to go charge my vape. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> would you ever be tempted to try it? I have tried one, because oh, yeah. I have friends that smoke them. And? and I have the odd cheeky bag when I've mm. had a drink. Well, I haven't had a shisha since I was about 18, so, but as I remember, they're quite kind of smoky tasting, because yeah. it's like they put the little stones yeah. on the top yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. Cool. Cool. Whereas the e-cigarette was just, you kind of like flavoured air Weird. it wasn't enjoyable for me no, no not the same as having sick no yeah but I guess if it's helping people smoke less and helping them absolutely I mean for it the statistics show that it's much better yeah for you, so. well maybe it remains to be seen a few more years of it you can have a quick ciggy you can steal a quick ciggy I suppose you can obviously share your friends well there's something quite social about having a, having yeah. a cig isn't there when yeah oh, I'm just going to nip outside yeah. but it's not going to be like oh mate can I have a little drag on your your vape, mm. vape. yeah <laughs> no it hasn't got quite the same appeal has it <laughs> let's talk about fashion because we I wrote a piece about Balenciaga and how it has overtaken Gucci as the brand of the year but it's not a kind of minimalist brand is it they've got some pretty statement pieces Lou how do you feel about Balenciaga right now I my personal style is much more pared back I'm quite classic in the way that I dress I don't really jump on trend-led dressing and brands so for me it's not something that I would personally covet saying that there definitely are some pieces which I think are much cooler than others and much more wearable um, such as what what are you into so I think the knife shoes mm-hmm. I think are amazing I think some of the sock boots when worn correctly look amazing like we did um, sorry with Hannah Strafford-Taylor over the weekend she looked incredible mm-hmm. wearing them so I think if they're worn in the right way they look really cool and really wearable but head to toe 
it's so trend, it's so current, and I just don't think it's got longevity. So for me personally, it's not my thing. Antonio? I think with Balenciaga, I think, you know, where it was Gucci and the Gucci logo tees, you could almost buy into a similar look inspired by the Gucci logo tee or the loafers, but you could buy that from River Island or H&M. Whereas I think with, you know, that nod to it, I think it worked. Whereas with Balenciaga, yes, Topshop have got amazing floral print sock boots, but in general, it's a hard brand to bring into your wardrobe. I mean, really, none of us can afford it. No mm, mortals can so afford it, expensive. unless you're Rihanna, which I'm not. <laughs> no. um, but no one can really afford it. So I think I see the influences, the bright, you know, block colors and the floral prints and the sock boots, like you said, mm. the knife boots. Um, but I don't know how it can make its way into the every woman's wardrobe. Yeah. Interesting. Astrid? Yeah, I'm with you. I think when the whole Gucci vibe was happening, you could get, you know, your pleated metallic skirt from River Island, like you said, and put it with a little tee, and it, it looked cool. But Balenciaga's just kind of next level, isn't mm. it? Although I, I think the shoes are great, and they've yeah. really kind of been one of the, yeah. the things everyone mm. wants this season. I think they're bringing other trends back into the fold as well. Like my mum was telling me yesterday that she's, she's got some purple Gina shoes. Oh my from God, like Gina. 20, Gina. I haven't like 20 years ago, they're bright purple. She had them for a function at the time where you had to match like shoes to your dress. So they did function, go with a purple dress that. function. It was my brother's bar mitzvah. And um, so, your mum sounds fabulous. Yeah, she's um, but the point being, she went to Gina to ask if they if she could dye them black, and they were like, "What are you talking about? They sound amazing." And I was showing her yesterday on Etiporta Balenciaga, and I was like, "No, it's actually, you know, purple shoes back in, as is the glitch." So I think that you know whether you're going to buy the jagged heels or not, they'll be influencing style mm. in a kind of wider way, perhaps. And our high street is the best, not to always carbon copy, mm -hmm. but to be very inspired yes. by the catwalks, and you know you can always rely on H and M and Zara be inspired by and exactly like your mum even if it's just the colours mm -hmm. of that's quite fun exactly speaking of the high street we have been talking a lot in the office about what specific things we buy from which high street brands so whether it's white shirts from cars or denim from Topshop we've all got our go-to's so Antonia what are yours what are my go-to's you know a recent go-to that I do want to share because every time I tell someone this is where I now get my jeans they're like oh I didn't really I've never really thought about jeans from Cos. Interesting. Ooh, I'm really good. Mm. They've got great colours, black charcoal, indigo, and a lighter wash in most of their cuts. Mm -hmm. uh, disclaimer, I'm not working for Cos. It <laughs> does sound like I am. Um, good high-waisteds. A high-waisted without looking retro, so all your lumps and your bumps and your soft fatty bits are inside, <laughs> and you know, should you be wearing you know, a bit of a cheese string thong, that's not gonna nip <laughs> out. But come on, who's wearing low-rise now anyway? I probably don't even need to say that, but Cos have really, really great jeans okay. with like 2%, I actually looked, because yeah. I wanted to know how much elastane was in them. Like 2%, so uh, it keeps the shape yeah. on your bum and your thigh. It doesn't get that slack bottom mm -hmm. that I hate, <laughs> that I really, really hate that. It really bugs me, it makes me so angry when I buy a pair from a different leading high street shop and it gets that slack bottom. I'm like, oh. Um, so cause for my jeans, cause for my knitwear, mm -hmm. it's still so cold. I wear this polo neck most days. Mm -hmm. It's a navy wool cause polo neck. Cause uh, for my t-shirt. <laughs> do you like cause? Yeah. Um, but then I do like prints and bright, more kind of fun and playful things. That would probably be River Island mm -hmm. and other stories, H&M. But no, my, my basics that I then kind of add into every season, probably cause, and God, does everyone say Zara? Everyone. Well, I know yeah. that's really <laughs> unimaginative, but I think, say I have a last minute event like I want to wear something fabulous for sheer Lux's fashion. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will go to Zara, even though I know every woman in the world goes there for something, a great dress, a really cool skirt. They've got such good shoes. 
And earrings. Mm -hmm. I think you can wear something you've had for ages and get an amazing kind of shoulder length. Zara getting bigger they are and getting, bigger they are and bigger. Growing. Almost like scarves tied into <laughs> earrings, they're mad. Mango is also Mango's incredible earrings. for earrings. Their, their collection is insane. It's so, so, so good. good. And also just so affordable. Mm. I think I do cover so many brands of jewellery, but I know I can go into Mango and should I misplace one of them or lose a butterfly. It doesn't say much. I don't cry. Yeah, yeah not the end of the world. And you can experiment no. a bit more with them, isn't it? You know, if you're not sure if yeah. you can work sort of oversized earring trends, mm. you can just try yeah. seven ninety nine and give it a go. <laughs> Lee, what about you? Because I feel you're a basics queen. Yeah. So. so I would go Zara for blazers. I think that would always be my number one. Like I did a refund on Sunday, and I just was like, right, I'm gonna go straight to the till, do my refund, and walk straight out again. <laughs> walk straight out with a blazer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, absolutely love it for that. I think M&S does amazing cashmere so so good it's kind of available all year round it washes really well the grandma and me mentioning how it washes but can i just interrupt and say i recently got a double-breasted blazer from mm. m&s that you can the wash yes. yeah, yeah yes. so that you can machine wash girls sorry it's had to yeah. because you know if you are working and wearing and working yeah. and wearing a blazer a lot it can yeah. So if you can put it in the washing machine, yeah. I That's mean, yeah. that was the biggest discovery of my, I'm going to say, of my week. <laughs> Everybody the one that Georgie wore? The navy, yeah. navy double-breasted. Yeah. So That's we should that. give that a shout-out, that blazer, because we featured it a few times. It's from Autograph, and it is. Yes. It's, it's £120, pounds, mm -hmm. and it's gorgeous, isn't it? It's, it's gorgeous, mm -hmm. and every time I wear it, I wore it a lot over Fashion Week, everyone's like, oh, gosh, a blazer, where's that from? I'm like... M&S. Yeah. It's Marks and Spencer. M&S is the brand that I feel like it's you You most want to show off when yeah, you find totally. something from that. I love it. I had some white boots on the other day. Yeah. Someone on Instagram messaged me. Oh. Like, are they Topshop? I was like, no, they are M&S. I like, think it's such a British thing to be so proud of a high street buy. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I think and when you know it's really affordable. Yeah. yeah. Such a British brand yeah. that you know, unlike Zara, less of a kind of, I'm doing the little bunny ears yeah. speech marks, but the fashion pack aren't going to be in there as much. So you're kind of like, yes, That's these so Mary good. Janes really yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> the cashmere is so good. Then t-shirts, I would go under the stories. Um, I've got a lot from there, and they just they keep their shape really well. They wash really well. They keep their color. And they would always say that you should refresh your t-shirts as much as you can, but they do really good staples. And denim Topshop, we've recently did a Topshop denim haul, and they just have so many good shapes for different bits. And also, I love a good wash of a denim. That's something that I'm really picky on. And they've got such good variety. So those would be mine. Mm. Um, I would say M&S for the knitwear, but I actually quite like to shop in the men's section. Ooh. It's a nice boys' jumper, mm -hmm. preferably in navy, it's always quite nice. Mm -hmm. um, Uniglow always do good knitwear, great cashmere. Zara, I mean, if you've got a wedding or a party to go to and you don't want to blow the budget, I just think you can always find something in there. Mm -hmm. And I actually shop denim at H&M. It fits me really well. Ooh. I think it's got a little bit more sturdiness than the top shop jeans um for me that works yeah well uh, yeah i'm a big Topshop denim fan as well like lou all our hold was convince me that yeah. i'm really into them and i love Topshop shoes as well i find that they are definitely the comfiest on the high street having had some really bad experiences with some that other is brands. so true actually i always know when i get a pair of Topshop boots or heels i'm probably going to be okay yeah like, that doesn't need to be fast no like they take like one break in and then they're yeah. absolutely fine That's and point. yeah compared to a lot of other brands they are worth spending a little bit more it's on, like I think. one pack of compi versus six packs of well exactly yeah, yeah. your feet I'll are still bleeding the... two months in and exactly. you're just like i just should have bought the more expensive ones yes yeah. yes and you kind of accept the like the one go where it hurts yeah yeah like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Have to get yes, you just push yeah. through exactly and then it's fine boys don't get it and i understand why they don't it makes me think of that friends episode when monica buys these boots there's nothing worse than watching a girl struggling in a pair of heels when mm. yeah, when you can't walk properly, it's so unattractive. Someone, so yeah, bad. someone actually offered me a plaster once on the shoes. <laughs> a Zara pair of shoes. Had oh, 
that she could see how badly mm. they had written the What a sweetheart. There are people out there who are good. But I remember right. once, mm. um, there was this sweet old man on the tube and he left his gloves on the tube and it was a really, really cold day and the doors were like beeping and I was like, oh my God, I literally have one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, gloves him, and I couldn't get the gloves oh. to him and it's like stuck with me oh, ever since. Oh. Like, I still think about that old I man. I think know, do you wear them a lot? <laughs> 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 how chic are they? Yeah. Are they navy cashmere? <laughs> That would be ideal. <laughs> no, but I do still think of that man and his poor cold hands. Mm. Yeah. He was like a real sweet old man. Oh, though. Bless. If there's an accessory to lose, it's always gloves, mm. isn't it? I mean, people lose gloves. Exactly. Right. A friend of mine once saw this guy who looked, you know, really rushed and really kind of harassed, and he was sitting with his two bursting bags of M&S groceries, and he just got up and jumped off the tube. And she saw as he looked back that moment of realizing oh, he'd left all of his shopping no. on the tube. Killer. And off it goes. And she was like, there's <laughs> no. nothing I can do. Oh my God. I'm just sorry. I'm just going to take this no home with me. But then no one's going to say. Free M&S, yeah. goodies. salmon fillets look fresh. Back to fashion for a minute. Angela, what do you invest in? Do you spend money on, on anything? Or are you quite controlled? I am a real wardrobe investor. It's something my mum really uh, kind of drummed into me that if you invest in pieces that will last and aren't trend-led, then you can always top it up, like we've said, with maybe a scarf or a shoe or an amazing pair of specific on-trend earrings. Uh, for me, my investment pieces are all lots of tailoring, tailored trousers, tailored jackets. And, and where do you get them from? Where do you go for your go-to brands? My investment pieces are Joseph, and I have always found them at a discounted price. In London, they had amazing sales. There's one soon. I saw it promoted in the paper. I think that's last It was last week. week at the box, yeah, in Hackney. Mm. Because it's amazing. <laughs> there's a full-time discounted store. There's one on the King's Road. There's one in Hackney. And then also the Outnet. I was going to say, they're good on the Outnet. Yeah. yeah, and because, you know, Joseph and Stella McCartney, they're kind of, Stella McCartney, I don't have any pieces, but dream of that kind of tailoring and those sort of investment mm. pieces. But I have a navy blazer, a grey blazer, leather trousers, you know, just things that I wear year, season on season, year after year, and they keep their shape and they're wonderful fabrics. I look after my clothes. They're all in zip bags and I'm very fussy. That's the key. But I'm that's not very good at that. They're yeah. my investment pieces. I completely agree. I think when you invest in things that you're going to wear for a long time, the cost per wear massively goes down mm. and you kind of always feel good when you put them on and said you can update them with you know a new accessory or something else underneath but I think it's so important like I would always invest in a good coat leather jackets and boots I think would probably be my thing yeah definitely as I've got older I am more careful about what I buy how often I buy but yeah looking to sample sales and the outnet and just I think there's no shame in mm -hmm. getting a bargain mm -hmm if it's a gorgeous piece yeah. that you're going to keep forever. And I think if at the beginning of the season you know you really like something, pretty much everything does go on sale now. So yeah. I think mm. you can be quite savvy and just be like, hey, I'm going to wait a couple of months and then I'm going to be able to get it at 30%, yeah. 40% mm -hmm. off. And if you wait, you can always get it. Yeah, totally. And I think it's just really important to, you know, streamline it and keep it casual and classic. Mm. And then, like you said, you can just nip to Zara and yeah. get something fabulous to keep it with. Exactly. You're never going to be like, oh, gosh, you know, a white blazer or... A, a, a tailored navy blazer that's really just not what people are wearing this season because like you said <laughs> yeah. if it if it fits you well and it's kind of a reliable investment it is always yeah. going to make you look good whether it's what the magazines yeah. or sheer lux are talking about yeah. and make you feel good as well i think that's so important like you know if you're trying out the latest trend but it makes you feel you just don't think it fits you or it suits you you just don't feel good about it and i think you know we've talked so much about how confidence is the number one thing that will transform any outfit so Absolutely. if you have these couple of reliable classes 
cosmetics in your wardrobe, which you know you put on and you feel great, then it's all about those, yeah. and those Power to you. <laughs> uh, finally, let's end on a controversial topic. Georgie and I were talking about dressing with your partner. So some people call it twinning and others call it being controlling. Where do you stand on helping your partner get dressed? Sorry, so twinning as in like dressing alike well, or you dressing your partner? You dressing your partner. Do you ever dress similarly? Do you have similar style? And how involved do you get in their dressing? Leo, I know you've always said that yeah. you and Mae Lou have similar tastes. Yeah, we um, are basically the same person when it comes to style. We're both very into it. Um, we actually met in a clothing shop. That's how we started our relationship. But yeah, we often will get dressed the morning and then look at each other and be like wow okay that's happened again <laughs> um so yeah we pretty much wear the same thing but very naturally he's got great style so i would never be like oh can you like try wearing this because i think you guys look great yeah, do you so. shop for him he's very into his own clothes so he really enjoys shopping but for kind of christmas and birthdays we always really enjoy getting both each of us buying clothing for each other because we really like it and we kind of tend to typically always get it right so it's always surprises we'd never be like oh, i really want this coat but yeah, I think we're very lucky in that respect that we both enjoy it and we understand each other's style and complement each other with that, I'd say. And Tony, what you about you? You guys look great together. <laughs> when I first met my husband, he definitely is a better dressed person now by his own admission. <laughs> Christian, I'm here to say that for you because you're not here. <laughs> but I haven't had any input. I haven't tried to change anything. I think it's more that he, over time, is like, I really need new jeans. What do you think? Or I want a new coat is it worth investing in saying to him that it's really worth spending a little bit more money and getting a really smart wool kind of cashmere mix coat from joseph in one of these you know previously mentioned sales i've definitely inspired pointed him right to direction. pointed him in the right direction mm. and then exactly the same as you lou with christmas and with birthdays i will gift him something that i really like that i know he'll like yeah. i'm not trying to change what he wears but definitely smarten him, yeah. him up a little bit actually how involved would you get with a, a boyfriend style i don't know if they're happy to have a bit of help i think no one's losing in that mm. situation i have friends who literally buy all their other halves clothes like everything from the underpants to the coats <laughs> and I find that a bit strange mm. and also like I am attracted to guys who are into style yeah. and you know have a bit of I don't know, confidence to go out there and mm -hmm. pick their own clothes and even if but, it's not something that you like you kind of admire you know say he's wearing a paisley print purple orange mixed jacket would you kind of uh, the worst thing I can think of <laughs> on my head um but if it was something that he was like I really like this and it made him feel good would you kind of be like you go babe totally and yeah. like especially if there was like some kind of reference to it like oh it's because it reminded him of the 90s or like a film scene like I don't know if there's like a story behind yeah. it and yeah, oh, I don't know. You make me think I'm quite controlling now. I'll just say, I think if my boyfriend came down in something that I thought was a real faux pas, I would be like, no, take it off. Like, get, dish, Would he not be offended by you saying that? Maybe. Go back yeah. upstairs. Yeah. Is he yeah. into the clothes? He's into clothes. So, so Ben dresses a bit like you, Luke. He's a, such a capsule buyer. So he only buys expensive. He buys very little. It's all completely tonal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everything goes with everything. And I mean, it's, it's quite like, I would love to shop like that. But I like trends and I like bit of colour mm -hmm. and I like to have a bit more fun and I like shopping as well I think as a girl thing as well like he wouldn't head to Zara and buy fun bits because he felt like it whereas yeah. I feel like just browse because yeah. you just want to see what's in there or you just want something new I think maybe that is more of a girly trait mm. but yeah if he we've actually got a piece running where he sat with me for a week Ooh. Um, yeah and he made some interesting choices so I don't know I think well he better not get offended anyway because I'm certainly gonna knock his choices <laughs> in that story so yeah if he did anything kind of off the wall or crazy which he's not likely to do but I think if he did then then I would say something I don't want it I think the way your partner dresses is a reflection on you as well so even if it's confident Austin Powers is confident doesn't mean he's not dressed.
But that is a very good point. But he did snap up Liz Hurley, so. This is true. And Beyonce. Yes, <laughs> yes he did, what a player. Well that's all we've got time for this week. Antonia, thank you so much for joining us. If you like that, please do rate, review and subscribe on iTunes and we will see you next week.